Welcome to the 3B3 Podcast, a weekly look at the world of hockey with your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. So, without trying to be too serious or dwell on things, we're hopefully providing some sort of escape or distraction. So, I just, I'm just going to get into last week's question, which was supposed to be just kind of something silly. Um, NWHL's newest franchise, the Toronto Six, is... Uh, Name uh, wasn't had a mixed reception. I wouldn't say it's not well received. Mixed reception. So I posed to you, you're in charge of giving the team a new name. What would it be? I have three. (laughs) Go for it. All right. So the first one I came up with was the Toronto Fame. Because the Hall of Fame in Toronto. Oh, see, I instantaneously went to the the broad the movie. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. Which was on the TV show too. Right, don't, right. Don't ask me how I know these things. Because <laughs> we're around the same age and we watched a lot of TV. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was my first thought too. Is like Hall of Fame, fame, and then immediately I went down that path too. <laughs> All right, can I guess the next the next one on your list? Sure. The Toronto Parades? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No. Although it <laughs> floats maybe. Um <laughs> oh, see I like I like that. <laughs> no, uh, my next one was the blue shirts, which they'd have to change their whole color scheme for. But that was the first or second or one of the names of the Toronto Maple Leafs before the second one, before they went to the arenas and the St. Patrick's and then mm-hmm. settled on the Leafs. So a little bit of Toronto hockey history with that. Um, and then the last one, I actually, I was looking up um, history, uh, women's hockey history in Canada and there was a, a Dominion Women's Amateur Hockey Association. And so I thought, the Toronto Dominion would be pretty good. Hmm. Because it also falls into the Dominion of Canada thing, too. So. And they'd have built-in sponsorship with the Toronto Dominion Bank. Exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so those are my three. Yeah, I like the I like the Dominion. I mean, people will have issue with the you know, the singular form of the team name. It gets wacky and confusing when you pluralize it, but I dig it. Cool, thanks. <laughs> All right, Patrick, what do you have? I went a couple of different. Um, the Toronto St. Patties. As a, as a little bit of a callback to the Toronto St. Pats, they could be the St. Patties. With these or went... T's? Wait, wait, wait. With, with T's. Oh. With T's, uh, not, no, not no, the no. Irish uh, version. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah, that, that right. makes more sense. The Irish are not going to be happy with that, but okay. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> wait, wait. Hey, the uh, Irish, what have they ever done for us? No, point of, point of order. <laughs> When have the Irish ever been happy? That's a very good point. Well, this is true. Being okay, part I, Irish, I can I can say that's a good point. Um, and, and then the other way was was the stupid way, and I and I, I've kicked this around to um, the mulch. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know what you do with leaves after you rake them, you mulch them. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You can't use buds because that's what they call the yeah. minor league team. Well, they, they call the big league team that too as a nickname because yeah. you, you can't be in hockey without having a nickname. Yeah, hey, bud. Yeah, yeah, hey, bud. Yeah, no, hey. Yeah, yeah, hey, bud. Yeah, that, that is the last thing this world needs. Whew. Well, especially with marijuana being legal all across Canada now, too, you know, there's there's another avenue for the buds to be popular. Hey, bud, let's party. (laughs) 
So like Cassie, I went down the road of looking at defunct Toronto teams just in general. Because you put the funk in defunct. <laughs> oh, what a sad state of affairs if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that was a non-starter for me, I would not want to call them the Furies. I think it's just let that name just kind of... Just just let it be. Don't try and co-opt what the CWHL had. Especially, you know, plenty of players are coming back or coming over to the NWHL from the first time now, uh, given that there is an, an Ontario team. Those that kind of weirded out or, or have concerns over immigration status, et cetera, et cetera. But there's still that divide, and I'm sure it would, you know, piss some people off in the wrong way, despite what I would think would be well intentions. Um, I thought about Toronto Marlboros, the old OHL team, but that wasn't very fun. Reminds me of cigarettes. Yeah, living in North Carolina, no thank you. Um, if Arizona's AHL team wasn't called this, I think they should do it in a heartbeat, but the Roadrunners would have been fun. Which was an, uh, a single-season American Hockey League team, if memory serves. I don't know if it if that name was ever used in the junior ranks or like, the uh, the major Ontario League, whatever it is. Oh, I'm sure there's Roadrunners around somewhere up there. It's, somewhere, you know, if it's a if it was a sports team name at any point of either of of any proportion, or it's just a weird animal name, you can guarantee that some minor league baseball or soccer or hockey teams used it. Yeah, but my two favorites were. The Toros, just because it would get Jeff Merrick to talk about them for ad nauseum. And uh, the Toronto Shamrocks, which was the Toronto National Hockey Association mm-hmm. team after the NHA and the split into the NHL, if my math serves me correctly. Um. But the Shamrocks, because it's not something that's still connected to the Maple Leafs, technically, it's not something that they use, but they can pretty much rip off that beautiful, beautiful color scheme, add a little gold to it, and it'd just be chef's kiss. Um, Other than that, I didn't really have any great, great names, because, Well, you, uh, you can't call them the Gooey Ducks. Go, go, Gooey Ducks. Oh, because we, we I've, native. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, not, I've never seen one on Lake Ontario, and I've spent many, many uh, a summer on Lake Ontario. So, there's sturgeon in that lake. They're they're maybe, but they are not easy to find. Sneaky sturgeon. There you go. There's the team name. Oh, okay. The Toronto sneaky sturgeon. Are there sturgeon <laughs> in Lake Ontario? We don't know because they're sneaky. Mm. Better than catfish because the, I, I don't like the direction that name heads. So, well, catfish yeah. are bottom dwellers, so you don't want that. Also, a sturgeon. But no, they they, they mm-hmm. do they don't do it on necessity like the catfish. It's just because mm-hmm. they're sneaky, right? Mm-hmm. Got it. But that's right. That's right. They're never gonna find us down here. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, if we're going to go with, like, fish names, why don't we do the Toronto Trout? Alliteration and everything. But I, I would personally, for a women's team, would shy away from fish names. <laughs> that, that was my thought, too. Yeah, any, any sort of aquatic name I don't think would work well. No. Especially no. for Toronto. No. No cat names either. 
no. cat related names. Otherwise, you know, you could honor Felix Potvin and <laughs> no domesticated animal names, I think would be a good start. Yes, yes. Sorry, Felix. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> I don't know. But it could but it could be worse, right? I mean, all we're doing so far is complaining about their name. <laughs> the True. Toronto Six. Can, can we can this be put can we get legislation on this should they win a league championship before the maple leafs they get to take their names oh <laughs> use it mind you but they take ownership from mlse and the nhl they take the maple leaf brand and can do with it as they please mm. and then the nhl club is downgraded to the buds I'll, I'll I'll do you one better. Okay. I'll do you one better. The uh, the the franchise that wins more gets the prime time slots for their games at the arena. Back in um, Canada. Uh, uh, yeah. Mhm. Yeah. I, I I just I just say leave it at Hockey Night in Canada. Whoever wins more gets that Hockey Night in Canada spot. That works yeah, for me. I, I don't hear anything about a it has to be. A particular league playing in that time slot. That is correct. It just so happens an NHL team plays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Hmm. Just leave it at that. You don't have to get all fancy with it. Just sit there and say, you know, whoever, whoever has the winning record at that weekend or the higher winning percentage gets the spot on Hockey Night in Canada. Mm-hmm. And then... They get to play at the SPA and oh, yes. finally be some crowd noise. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I hate this damn league. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I just do. It's so damn stupid. And and I, it just sort of hit me like a couple of weeks ago. All the teams that need front office shakeups aren't going to make front office moves this year, this yeah. off season. Whenever the off season hits, whenever the off season becomes official. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, in the ultimate um, dump of news dumps. The Buffalo Sabres just sort of sneaking in right after Gary Bettman took the world stage and going, oh, our general manager is safe for another year. I'm just like, uh, tried to sneak that one by everyone, didn't you? For a team that dismissed their PR person or head of communication. <laughs> Unceremoniously, no less. I will applaud them for making a pro NHL news dump on a Friday move like that. That was, that was, they deserve a golf clap, but uh, <laughs> I'm not going to do it for them. Well, and then they led the statement with, you know, uh, basically along the lines of, we know this isn't going to be a popular move. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I saw that and I'm just like, so, wait, wait a second here. I, I guess if you, I guess if you're going to swing from the pro tees, get up and address the ball and just take that swing. What the hell? You know, it's either going to go 10 yards or, or 100 yards and hey. You land in the rough, that's that's the, that's life. <laughs> you're either off, you're either off in the rough or you're on the on the fairway, you know. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I will still applaud Kim Pagula puts her name and puts her voice behind these quotes in this message. Um, yeah, Jack, Jack Eichel did it, though. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's the reason I was kind of wanting to, to, to go down that path. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, before, before we go there, I just have to say I don't disagree that that franchise needs some stability. Like... Just like the Edmonton Oilers and God knows how many coaches, certain players like, you know, the recently departed to Detroit, Sam Gagne. How many freaking coaches can players have? 
how, how many new GMs are they going to bring in and just expect things to get better? There's some bigger fundamental issues in that organization. And just, I, I was going to ask stability in the NHL. What, 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 wait, what? <laughs> you lost me on that one. <laughs> Buffalo does put the mental in fundamental. <laughs> It's like, wait, stability, NHL? No way. <laughs> remember when they were good? Do, do you remember this? I, 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 You might have to dig back, but once upon a time, the Buffalo Sabres were consistent and, 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 and their team played well and made the playoffs. And they had the same coach and GM for a while. No, they didn't have it. That was the years, wasn't it? La, 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 <laughs> Wait, NHL consistent? I'm still stuck on this. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it it it's crazy, and and this was even at a time when there were 30 teams in the league, or 28. No yeah. salary cap though, right? Well, they were they were bankrupt back then too. So yeah. So okay. Jack. Yes. So Jack. Let's talk about Jack. <laughs> Um, as I, as I like to refer to him as, as Mr. Robot, because if you've ever watched him tape his stick, it's just like somebody, auto, it's just like, you know, a Japanese robot is just so automated looking. Um, I think, I think, I think they, uh, uh, had a bug in his firmware or something. Cause for him to go off like that. Wow. But good on him. I think it's more that he has been away from hockey in, you know, hockey players, hockey teams, and, and, you know, been sequestered in his own, like, place of residence, whatever, wherever that may be, and no contact with hockey has finally cleared his mind. No? You don't think so? No, I think this is one of those that it's been festering. Mm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I may have heard this wrong, too, but didn't uh, Ristolainen also have an interview or put something out on Instagram as well? I think mm-hmm. I think it, a Buffalo player's message got maybe muted compared to Eichel's. But Eichel is 100% right, and he said... I loved everything that he said. And so did his coach. (laughs) Well, (laughs) of course his coach would. His coach better because he knows where, what side the bread is buttered on. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But his coach said he he understands and he respects it. He didn't do basically he didn't try and you know undermine Jack and, and you know nothing that Jack said undermined any of his teammates. He didn't call anyone. Up. He didn't throw anyone under the bus. He said he's frustrated as hell. And who can blame him, right? He's fed up. And no, I mean. He didn't do the Ryan O'Reilly. I've lost saying, my love for the game. Because when something's when you take something fun like a game and you just squeeze all the fun of out of it, like oh, I don't know, the NHL does. Just the joy. And it doesn't make it a place where you want to work or put the effort in. I totally get that. I actually liked what O'Reilly said, but he said things specifically to get himself out of town. Yeah, he did. But um, yeah, he did. I was I was trying to find a parallel. No, no, I'm just gonna stop. No, he did. He he basically went to the airport, booked the ticket, 
and then turned around and, and looked at the Sabres organization and asked for their credit card. <laughs> and Ristolainen, yes, did go off. <clears throat> um, basically, we don't... Um, the team I... Oh, what the hell? Sorry, I lost it. Uh, buh, 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 buh. It's been... It's, I've been in Buffalo seven years, and I've been losing every single year. It's tough, and I hope we're done. The coach got fired every year. Players got traded. General managers got fired. I don't really know what is a winning culture. I haven't seen it, but I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the lie? Yeah, get out get out your maps and your GPS and, and see if you can't find me the lie. Don't have Morgan Freeman do your GPS voice, though. In 500 yards, turn left. Put you to sleep. Well, he'd, he'd start off on a non sequitur in there at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Buffalo has a bright future, but we've been saying the bright future part for seven years. <laughs> Not sure when the future arrives. <laughs> yeah, okay. He he wasn't trying to go full O'Reilly, but no, he, he was teetering up to the line. Well, he did say, I do remember succinctly, uh, locker cleanout day, um, the season prior to this paused one that he said he expected to be the first one traded. Meaning he hoped to be the first one traded. <laughs> I, it was hard to tell on that one, Cass. Well, he, you know, it, I think that's one of Botterill's. That might have been his second biggest faux pas, besides just losing the O'Reilly trade. Like he he traded away the best player and got nothing in return, essentially. Mm-hmm. But he did a smart thing. He he did what Vegas did in their expansion draft. He got a bunch of NHL caliber defensemen. Guys that can play. He had way too many of them. And then he traded the wrong ones. And still held on to too many. It's like that. It's like that kid when you go in and you buy like baseball or hockey cards. And and you'd get two or something of a player you really liked. Or you, you kind of weren't really digging on. And you just trade them away for like lesser players on your favorite team. And then, you know, you find out like 10 years later that those cards are worth money. Because, you know, that player that you traded away that you weren't too terribly fond of was like actually really good. And those cards were valuable. That's also what it feels like. Also known as if HF boards posters became general managers. Oh, God. Oh Jesus! Oh my God! What fun would that be, chaos-wise, though? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. You know what? I've I've lived that life. I was I was blogging about the lightning when uh, um, oh, what's their faces were like in charge of of the team before Vinick. Oh, the saw, and, uh, the saw producers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so traumatizing. I'm trying to block it out. That's <laughs> They had the team for two years and they ran it into the ground so fast that there were trade or relocation rumors popping up like a year and a half into their ownership because it was, they were so bad about trading people like what's his face. Um, Oh God, his son plays in the NHL and I can't think of his name. Can see his face. Um, Barry. Uh, Len Barry (laughs) he traded um, again I was trying to block it out so (laughs) I can barely remember Um, he traded Boyle Dan Boyle from the Tampa Bay Lightning because they had played and he actually said this publicly because they had played together in Florida and he didn't think Boyle was very professional yeah, that always works well. Uh huh. Oh, it's just ugly. They were they were literally just it, they were like GMs who were ten year olds in trading hockey cards. It was just it was the worst. 
And then Vinick ah. came in and cleaned it all up and hired Iserman and boosh, it was suddenly Tampa is like the place to go. It wasn't for two years. <laughs> Can, can I just add, I am uh, this many days old knowing that Len Barry is Tyson Barry's father. <laughs> I had never put that together. Oh, yeah. I should yeah. have assumed because nepotism, but. I should have. I should write up a list of all the players that, that Len Barry during those two years drafted that has played with his son on other teams. Apparently when, when, uh, um, Tyson Berry was up for the draft, he asked his dad not to draft him. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like he actually said, tell, told his dad, don't dad, don't draft me. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, uh, it's so it's sort of circling back like a that's a wow I just chose the appropriate phrase to do this segue so cheers up circling back to Jack Eichel Sharks fans Shark circle see what I did there um, boy they're fun <laughs> <laughs> they are call them fun <laughs> no, they are they're so desperate um you know so many after the after the Eichel comments got got thrown around, so many of them were like, you know, tagging the sharks, get DW on the phone. And I'm like, what in the name? Wow. I OK. Weed is legal in, in California. <laughs> uh, put the edibles down, you know, step back. What the hell are you going to give Buffalo and where and 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 show me the money? Where do you have room for Eichel? Well, we could trade Thornton. Thornton's not signed next year. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. You know, that's that's the ultimate. Well, we've got... Do you have any first-round... Well, you don't have any first-round picks. Hmm. <laughs> so, so... That cupboard's dry. In a thought experiment as a means of your job's on the line and you have to provide the right answer, in a hypothetical... Did Jason Botterill potentially dismiss or come up with an idea for a good trade with the Sharks? Is that what saved his job? (laughs) (laughs) Because if there is one team right now where you can, I think, pull off a good, I'm not even going to say good, you could rob Doug Wilson blind right now. Mm Mm-hmm. I was actually going to say that. It's like, who would you give up for Eichel? I'd be like, uh, half the team. I think Botterill would take half the Sharks. And, you know, of course, then Eichel's back in, in the same spot where right. he's like, I have nobody around me to, like, play with, and we still suck. <laughs> right. You've, you've got probably at that point half the salary on two guys on the blue line. <laughs> yep. And, and nothing else. And nothing else. No, I, I think they're hoping for a Thornton deal, right? Where they can just, you know, give up a couple of a couple of middling players who they really desperately needed more than Joe Thornton, but I'm not gonna say it didn't work out well. Give up Marco Sturm. Um speaking of San Jose, their news this past week. <laughs> That they're keeping, that they're not going to re-sign their coach? No, 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 no. They didn't say they weren't. Oh. But they didn't say they were. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it, I mean, was, you know. it was the beautiful vagaries of, eh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Don't look at me. I don't know. <laughs> Just like, ah, uh, I'm not a smart man. It's just nobody's gonna fire their coach this offseason. What are you waiting for? You're gonna have what, maybe a month, month and a half of off season. And it's gonna be like Black Friday if anybody fires their coach. 
and the next thing you know, guys are getting signed to ridiculous deals and because they're coaches or, you know, if you fire them, you're bound to pay them until they get hired and you negotiate some sort of package with the other team. And you think any other team's going to want to get stuck with, you know, again, we'll use Mike Babcock as a as an example here. What other team's going to want to get stuck with, what, $8 million a year for a coach? So you say to Toronto, you pay five. And Toronto goes, screw you. Well, you're paying them eight. Five is less than eight. <laughs> this is the NHL. Somebody would take that. I know. <laughs> yeah, but we don't want him coaching against us. Well, you shouldn't have fired him then. Well, we had to. And this is why Jeff Blaschel is still the coach of the Red Wings. I don't get why everyone's bagging on poor Blash. I don't either. He was handed a, a just a garbage pail team. And Dylan Larkin has admitted to. Yeah. And the one player he needs to worry about, Dylan Larkin, eh, one. Just because of how. Okay. We'll split hairs. Um, Dylan Larkin hasn't regressed. No. No. So the guy's doing his job. He just has some trash to deal with. Somebody gave him, like, you know. A pile of dog poop and a and a thing of and a little um, pepper and and salt mill and said make something out of it and he's like well the salt and pepper are good. If you were to take Larkin and Zadina, yeah, I was gonna say if you take one two to three players away from that roster. They they could barely contend in an AHL like oh, yeah. playoff team at best. Yeah. No, and I and I think they did the right thing with Zadina this year. They didn't, you know, they didn't let him sit up and get frustrated. They let him play. They got him minutes. They put him where he needed to be. And God love him, Iserman made some good deals. You know, he got some talent out of teams that were. So top heavy, those guys weren't going to have anywhere to go, right? So you know you you bring in oh god now I can't remember the kid's name. Okay. Okay. Do 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 do. Um. God. Mantha. Mantha was the other one I was thinking about with the one and a half. Okay. Um, um, yeah. So Perlini, that was who I was. That's one of who I was thinking of. You know, he got Perlini out of there. I mean, Iserman's like goal is what he was saying in Tampa, which is to build from within to draft talent, develop them, and put them on the ice in the NHL, which he did fairly well in Tampa until he decided to get the AHL team once they were, once they won the Calder Cup. (laughs) And then the Tampa's farm team has never really been the same since. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, now I completely... Frig me. I completely forgot he traded Athanasio for Ganya. That's right. Because it happened so late. Yeah, never mind. No, don't get me wrong. I was sitting here for like three or four minutes and just remembering, was he still on the roster or not? No. I honestly don't remember. No, because I... uh, Wow, because you know time and everything. Um, Flat circle. Yeah. It's not even in a circle. Um, (laughs) I completely forgot that um, AA or double A or A squared or whatever everybody wants to call him went to Edmonton and they got Gagne back. Yeah. No, but I was thinking about Perlini um, largely because that's a guy, you know, he's a caretaker, right? He's middle six ish. I think probably would be safe to say. 
but a guy who's you know got a few years left in him and will be there to help those kids and can still play. A mentor. Um, yeah. Wait, Brandon Perlini is the mentor? Well, he will be in a couple of years. How old do you think he is? He's not that old. That's what I'm saying is I know he's not that old, but okay. I'm I'm just looking at it and he's listed at age 23, so yes. I'm just okay. But, well, Iserman's thinking five years. Right. That's why. That's why I'm saying is is he's had time. He's had enough time in the NHL already okay. that in a couple more seasons he will be that kind of guy. Because if you look at what um where they're at core wise with you know Larkin and Zadina, those are still kids, right? I mean, yeah. I know Larkin's not too Larkin's not much younger than Perlini, but still, right? It's even 80 games is 80 more than Larkin's had. Right. Whereas you can look at another acquisition he had that I really liked in Robbie Fabry. Yep. He's a year older, but he doesn't have the games either because of injuries. Well, that and he was in that system um, Mm -hmm. where he wasn't going to get time anyway. That's what I'm saying. He you know, you could you could argue Perlini was sort of suffering in in Arizona, but that's whatever. Um, but Fabry, yeah, wasn't going to get anywhere. So yeah. let's go back to Edmonton for a second. Your favorite topic, Patrick, and well, probably just yours. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. baby. so which leads me into um postseason awards when you know it's kind of not really the postseason now it is but um um yeah postseason awards thoughts Feelings, dedications, anything. Octum, baby. Ah. Since we're not um, um, video streaming this on Twitch or Mixer or, or Twixer or, or any of the hip, cool, new trending sites, I am now sitting reclined. Oh, yeah. Hands interlaced behind my head with a smug grin on my face. How's that contract now look? How does that contract look now, buttheads? Mm-hmm. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Yes, Mr. Art Ross is calling for Dreisaitl. <laughs> <clears throat> He's overpaid. Can't run his own line. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, yeah. As a German, feeling nationalistic pride really sits funny with me. Um, and it's it's so good for him these days that they replace those terrible arguments with he doesn't play defense. Right, right. They're they're always gonna find something, right? Yeah. Well, he doesn't. If you haters see him, are always gonna find a reason to hate. Right, right. If you see him in his own end, it's only because there's a face-off down there. <laughs> Blah, Again. blah, blah, blah. I, I bet you in the same breath they'd be like, Gretzky was the best ever! And it's like, uh, Gretzky yeah. Gretzky was better defensively. Yeah. If we're going to throw those out, then, you know, the old joke that Pavel Bure had to be introduced to his goaltender at the end of the season because he never was back there type stuff. You know, there are other players that if they were in their own end, it's because, you know, somebody hit them and they slid over the blue line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I mean, and, and it was worse back in the day because everything oh, yeah. was like very, you know, positioning wasn't as fluid as it is now where people tend to replace each other if there's an open hole. And back then it was like, if there's an open hole. Well, that was your fault. You didn't do what you were supposed to do. <laughs> And also, you had to be behind center ice to accept a pass from the D zone. Oh, yeah. So, eh. 
Um, no, I'm just gonna continue to sit here and gloat. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, what you're looking for, it's gloat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I am the gloat. Um, not wrong with that. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into what gloat the acronym would be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I can guess, and I I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it up to everyone to make up their own. <laughs> uh, so, um, has anyone heard? I haven't seen. Has anyone heard when uh, um, the voted on postseason awards are going to be uh, voted on? <laughs> no one knows yet. No, and. I don't think they're going to say anything until they have a start date. Mm. Until they have a little bit more firm of a start date. Um, I just, wouldn't be surprised if it's between the non-playoff round and the playoff rounds. And that's all I'm going to say about that. The non-playoff <laughs> playoff round? Yeah. <laughs> so I had I, I, I had a I was thinking about this last weekend and, and uh, after we had recorded our previous episode, and I, I was thinking about roster size and, and all of that. And I thought that, and I did the math. Yeah, I brought, brought out the calculator and counted on my fingers and toes. And um, you took the seven teams that are not going to be in that tournament and you had like 32, 33 man rosters, those guys on the seven teams would all fit on the 24 teams. So I was thinking they should have, they should have a loner draft. Have those non quote unquote playoff tournament teams loan their players to playoff tournament teams and, um, that way the entire NHL actually gets to play instead of having seven teams that are sitting around twiddling their thumbs for, you know, longer. I don't, I don't know. From what I'm hearing from some of those people on the seven team, they're kind of looking forward to sitting around and twiddling their thumbs. I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, well, they're thinking is if they're on their team and they play, then they're just going to be out well, anyway, but, so it doesn't matter. No, I think some of them really are like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done for this season. You guys go off and and play your reindeer games. I'm I'm just gonna chill. I'm just gonna continue working out like I've been working out and worry about next season. Because the next question I had that that seems to be stepped around, it's implied, but it's never really been confirmed that I've seen. And I'll probably get corrected right after it leaves my mouth. But where's the salary cap for this non-playoff playoff? Is it from this season? Well, the regular season is complete, and you don't right. have to worry about it in the playoffs. Right, right. Because but this, players but don't get play, paid or get paid a stipend. They don't get paid because um, all of their contract is paid out during the regular season. Yeah. There's right. So there's 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 to the best of my knowledge, there's technically no salary cap in the playoffs. Right. Which is why they have players who are injured sit out, you know, injured late in the season, they have them sit out because it comes off the cap and then, or they can make a trade because they know, well, like Patrick Kane that one year, right? Yep. Oh no, he's going to be injured until the playoffs start. And then boom, you know, we got, and he, we've got this cap room because he's on LTIR and we can go out and fill that cap room. And now the playoffs start. Okay. There's no more cap. So if this is not the regular season and it's not, the playoffs is there a salary cap i'm assuming no because of the 30 player limit because you know they those guys the even the ahl contracts um would throw too many teams over the cap limit but you know what i'm saying 30 players and as many goalies as they want to carry that was what i saw last time which teams would still only carry two because they're that stupid. Um, uh, I wouldn't say that. Well, yes, I would say that about the stupid part. But, 
not the two goalies. But so here, here's a question for you. How did the Arizona Coyotes convince Marion Hosa to play? Because he is technically on their roster. Much like Chris Pronger and um, Pavel Datsuk. Well, they are not. Well, any longer, but. Now, isn't Datsuk's contract up this year? I believe it has expired. The only LTIR contract the Coyotes currently have is Marion Hosa. I believe everything else has since expired. So I hadn't heard this. Is he actually coming back? No. No, but how uh, great. Damn it. <laughs> but should he? I, I know medically he can't, but that's no fun to think about. But if he could join that team, that could end up being a oh. lot of fun. I'll be damned. Yeah, okay. God. I think I think this was the year they came out of cap yeah. hell, like Detroit yeah. will Three partially <laughs> the following off season. Oh no, they're they're only two years away from actually having their books look pretty decent pending, you know, who Iserman signs to a long term deal. So it's like Which that, is, it's it's like having uh, two more years to pay off your car. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, what a great analogy! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Wow. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Huh. You're welcome. No, I just uh, <laughs> because we have this magical device that allows us to research and find information. Rather rapidly, I, uh, uh, man, the uh, Coyotes are still paying Mike Ribeiro till the end of this season. Well, I can do you one better. Alex Simmons still drawing an NHL paycheck. Yeah, I do. I do remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me see. Not to go. No, I, I, I think. I think he's off the books finally. But I was wondering, is Alexi Yashin the the uh, Bobby Bonilla of hockey? I couldn't remember if he... I know uh, DiPietro is still on the books forever. Yes, DiPietro is on the yes. books until the end of time. Um, <laughs> Yashin is not. No, he, he came off a couple years ago. Yeah, Yashin's... I think Yashin got bought out... At, Oh God, when to hell? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember when he did, but I think it was that weird time when they weren't prorated out for the end of time, big, over the length of the contract or something like that. Because that's why DPH was still on there, because it's prorated. It was prorated out to the length of his contract, and because he signed those one of those ridiculous like in perpetuity deals, like fifteen years or something like that. Fifteen years. Four point five million per, and he was bought out. Let's see. Oh, he he actually made it a decent way through the contract. Not quite half, but he's being paid through the end of twenty eight twenty nine season. Yeah. Oh, good lord! Wow, senators are still paying Dion Phaneuf. Um, until 2023. Welcome to this week's three-on-three podcast, where we just look at cap friendly. Um, yeah, we're like a third of the do, other right? hockey. <laughs> I mean, a third of the other hockey podcasts do it too. I know. So. I know. But we're but we're looking for the fun stuff. Oh, we, we can were do really... the screen sharing. <laughs> oh God, no. Oh dear God. Benoit Pouliot. Um, I didn't have anything else. I mean, there's tons of other things we could talk about, but... I have a question. Oh, please. If you want to be done, I have a question. Phoenix Copley. 
Because we're trying to avoid talking about other things that we don't want to talk about. Well, it's not that we don't want to talk about them. It's we're not the right people to talk about them and or they've been talked at nauseum. Mm-hmm. Depending on which direction you want to go. It's shallow to me for me to stand up and scream. I will stand. And, uh, yeah. It Question. just feels. It, yeah, I would. I would rather have, you know, Renee from Black Girl Hockey or Kwame who did Soul on Ice or someone here to, to talk with us. Right. It just. It just feels. I don't want to say disingenuous, but you know, hey, listen to three white people give their opinion. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's, so, oh my God in heaven, Rangers Girardi. Spooner and Shattenkirk are on the books until 23. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. Spooner's off 2021, but Shat, oh my God, Shattenkirk's cap hit next season, whatever next season is, is six mil for the buyout. Yeah, wow. Talk about, wow. Um, yeah, save me from this fresh hell, Cassie, please. All right, Cassie, before you do that, just here, here's, here's a potential positive thought to plant in your brain mm-hmm. a marion hosa kachana jersey because the team announced that's what they're wearing the, the kachinas yes yeah. they're gonna wear it as their home sweater for whatever games they end up playing they're so ugly so. they're awesome jerseys yes <clears throat> well you have to be high on peyote yes i think those are great but i know i i, I know listen to me being controversial I know there are people that absolutely adore them, and you go do your thing. I'm not going to shit on it. Exactly. I don't particularly like them, but you do you. They're better than what they have now, and that's not saying much. I have no opinion, so I, I really have nothing to say. <laughs> it's a jersey. Um, all right, so my question <clears throat> um that I've been holding on to for like two or three weeks now uh, is um, with all of this extended off season break kind of stuff going on a new AHL president coming in. um, What do you see as a future for independently owned AHL teams? Follow us on Twitter at 3v3 Podcast. This has been the 3v3 Podcast, sponsored by Nobody. <laughs>